So to get started for this exercise, we're going to open up the 2014 conference room file. For those of you that have seen one of the previous exercises, you'll know that this is the file that we used for the setup of our documents. We're going to continue on with this file and look at adding materials for rendering. So the first thing I'm going to do is I'm just going to go to my floor plan and I want to create a camera. So I find that underneath the view tab do the pull down menu for 3D view, create a camera. And I'm just going to place a camera in this corner and look across the screen. Now this X is the depth of field or your far clip offset. Now for us we don't necessarily need to worry about that because what happens is if I change this to let's say 25 feet you can see it starts cutting off the view so that's what that that does. You can turn that off by unchecking this box that says far clip active but what this does is it allows you to only think about what's in the view. So I've got my view essentially set up. I'm going to select this box. This is my bounding box or my crop and I'm going to expand it a little bit more so that I can see more of the room. So we start to run into one of the first problems with Revit and using these camera views is the more you stretch the more things distort. So this is the same size door as, as this one over here but you can see because of the, the angle of the camera it's starting to distort that door so I'm going to pull that back a little bit and I want to see just a little bit more of the ceiling. So that's a good view and we'll go ahead and rename this one and I'm going to call this hidden line. And if I want to render this view, I can just go to the render tab. You can use the render in cloud, and we'll talk about that a little bit more in depth later. If I just click render, it's going to bring up this dialog box. I'm going to leave it at draft. The size is fine. I want to turn this to an interior rendering, and I want to use the sun and artificial lights. These lights that have been placed are already they're from Revit so they already have an IES file assigned to them and the IES file helps it figure out how to light the scene so that's fine we'll leave everything the same and I'll just click render this shouldn't take too long to render it's gonna think about it it's gonna tell me a couple maps are missing and we can fix those later so what this box is doing is it's calculating all the different light in the scene so and it jumps around because it does it at a couple different passes and so you can see the box gets a little bit smaller so now it's rendering so we can already see a couple different problems with this scene one it's a little too dark we're not getting any sunlight through our window that's over here to the side we're getting a nice bright white light here but our other lights are yellow so what we'll start to do is we'll start to, to fix this. Obviously the quality is not the greatest, but we can fix that when we change it from draft to one of these other settings. But for a quick render, uh, under 30 seconds, that gives us an idea of what we're working with. So you click on show model, and you can start to work with everything here. The first thing I want to show you is a couple different styles that you can use. So I'm going to make a couple duplicates of this.
and the first one that we're going to look at is we're going to actually cast some shadows here. So under visual styles, I'm going to select the graphic display options. And there's two options for shadows. There's cast shadows and ambient shadows. So for the first, so we're getting a nice light throughout through our window. So we'll rename this view to shadows. And then I'm just going to duplicate that view again. And it doesn't matter which one we duplicate because I'm going to change options on each of these. So we're going to go back to shadows. And I'm going to turn on ambient shadows but turn off cast shadows. So what this does is, this is what we call contact shadows. So anywhere you have a surface that meet, if you look around the room, even if a light is filled with, a room is filled with light, where a corner meets, you still get a little bit of a shadow. So that's what you're seeing here. So we'll rename this ambient. Say OK. So I'm just going to make another duplicate of this. And we're start. We're going to turn off the shadows, and we're going to start looking at some of the other views. Now, obviously, I could have both cast shadows and ambient shadows on at the same time. I can change this to fine. So you can see, by changing it to fine detail, this family here, which is our projection screen, had the screen come down, where in the coarse or medium versions, the screen stays up. So we'll leave this screen down here first thing I'm going to look at is the shaded view. So this is adding some color to our space. Gives us a nice little bit of shade and shadow. And not really shadow, but it gives you a nice shade for each of the materials that you have in your scene. So with this being black, that means there's something that we could fix. Rename that. And we'll call this shaded. And I'm just going to duplicate this. We're going to change it to consistent colors. So this gives you a little bit cleaner look, but you can see you don't have any of the shading giving you the contours or anything like that. Our table's still black, so we'll, we'll fix that in our materials. Consistent. I'm going to duplicate that view. And we're going to change that to realistic. So it's going to think about this one for a second. It has to kind of render some of the materials. So you can see I already placed a carpet in here. It's given the ceiling a rough texture. Realistic. And the last option, and I'm not going to do this one, but this ray trace actually renders the view while you're looking at it instead of clicking on render. So this does take time. You can always stop it, but it's one of those things that you have to kind of tweak with and get the settings correctly before you really start to mess with it. So I'm going to go back to our hidden line view, and that's going to be our base. And we're going to start looking at some of the materials and lighting. So now that we're ready to start looking at materials and lighting, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm just going to select one of these lights. Like I said, this is a standard family inside of Revit. So we can edit this type. And you can see the material is by category, so we're not too worried about the material. And it's got a certain assembly. But here, this is where we can start to look at changing the color. So 
This light loss factor is how it's understanding how it's casting the light. The initial intensity, this is your normal wattage or power for your light bulb. So maybe it's 120 watt or 100 watt bulb. And your initial color. So if you look at your initial color, you can see it's casting, since it's an incandescent light, it's casting more of an orange hue. So you can quickly look at your colors here. So you can change it to a daylight. And you can see you get a more rounded palette. So we're OK with that. I'm just going to say OK. And I'm going to turn up the intensity. And I'm just going to make this a 100 watt light. And you can guess this. We can change the exposure control. So we're going to work with this for the moment. So and since these are all the same kind of light, they all should have the same settings. So this value, so you can see here, you can keep it pretty simple. You can make it advanced. I typically do not work with the light loss factor. I usually work with initial intensities and the initial color. So if I quickly render that one, It's going to go through and calculate all the lighting again, just like it did before. You can start to see how things piece together and how the colors will start to affect your rendering. So you can change those settings to get a, a better idea. So obviously this coloring is a lot better for what we want. We're still not getting any light in from the outside, so we'll work on that next. But the other thing is, is you can click on this artificial lights, and this is telling you every single light that's in your render scene. So you can turn on or off these lights. So you can see I've got a bunch of down lights, and you kind of have to know what each of these are before you can start turning them on or off. So here you can see you can group them, Right now, I don't have any grouped lights. So the side lights could be a group. The front lights could be another group. So if you want to pretend that these front lights are off while your projection screen is down, that's something that you could do. This is the light here at the back. So this is a lighting strip. So you can start to adjust those as you want. So this is a good start. I'm going to show you the model. So I'm going to expand this view just a little bit just so I can see a piece of glass. And I'm going to tab through until I can select a piece of glass. And if I scroll through the edit type, you can see that the material is glass. Now there's a little button here off to the side that would open up my material manager. So just by looking at this little swatch right here, we can see that it's solid. So if we look at the shaded view, it's going to be this blue color. And it has a transparency, so Revit understands in the shadow view, it's supposed to be casting light through there. But if we click on a appearance, you can see it's a solid piece. So there's a couple different things that we can do here. First thing is... We can open the Asset Browser, and what that does is these are all the Autodesk materials. So we can start to scroll through here, click on this, and we can go find Glass. 
and we can make it a clear glass we can do a couple different things if we expand this a little bit more and take a look at what each of these are doing so this is a glazing so maybe we want to go ahead and make it clear glass now what I can do you can see here there's a type this is generic this is glazing solid glass so if I double click this it's going to change our material to now be this glass so you can change the color if you want maybe make it a gray so it's going to be a little bit darker you can tint it it's going to make it a solid shade so you can really start to tweak these materials a little bit more how you want it to to work you can change the sheets of glass if you want if you want to have four shades panes of glass you can I don't mess too much with that reflectance I want just a little bit of reflectance so 15 is fine the more reflectance then you have more light that's bouncing off of it so we're gonna leave this a gray and we're just gonna say okay and okay and now if I render this again This will probably take a little bit longer because now it's actually casting the light through the glass where before it was pretty much just stopping because it was considered a solid material. So you can see really quickly that we've got a light, a lot of light coming into the scene now. So our interior lights aren't really doing a whole lot. It also only took 32 seconds to render, so that's not bad at all. But we want to probably control this coming in a little bit more. So I'm going to close this dialog box, and you can do that really quickly. We could just do interior artificial only, and it's going to only do our interior lights, so we're not going to get any shadows cast in here. Same thing if we did exterior, sun and artificial. It's going to focus more on the sunlight coming in as opposed to the lights on the inside. Or you can change the sun settings a little bit. So if you wanted to use a specific time or something that uh, allows you to kind of control the sun a little bit more you can do that so we can say okay and we can render that real quick but we're gonna hold off and we're gonna look at changing a few things other than the sun just before we render so we're gonna go back to the model and I'm gonna go ahead and change this ceiling to just a jetboard ceiling because we're going to add a paint and we're going to leave the chair rail and we're going to look at the carpet next so what I want to do is I want to go to my finish plan so in our finish plan we use detailed regions or filled regions so that we can show a carpet pattern so what I want to do is I actually want to put this carpet pattern into the project now when we looked at this view last I had a carpet that was already there so we're just gonna go ahead and make some edits to that I hit the wrong button go back to our finish plan so what I want to do is I want to do what's called splitting the surface so here in our modify and I had the ceiling selected so I'm gonna hit escape and unselect that so here underneath modify here's split face or you can use SF 
So you select that button and then you select the surface that you want to split. So you're going to get this sketching dialog and I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to draw my rectangle here and that's going to be the first split. The second split we won't really necessarily see but I want to go ahead and do it and I just want to split, make sure I'm splitting the floor surface and I'm going to select this transition line here and then I'm going to zoom in and just select the walls and I'm going to do some trimming and we'll split that surface too. So now I've created a split surface or split floor for the VCT and a split floor for our two carpets. Now if I go back to our 3D view you can see that you can now see on the floor the split surface. So this kind of acts almost like model lines. Now if I didn't want to split a concrete slab I could add a very thin floor for carpet uh, but we're going to just go with the split surface because then I can just paint materials. So the first thing I'm going to do is I need to create a couple new carpets. I want the outline to be a more solid and then I want this to be a pattern. 